Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply to think that I would sit and watch the TV and just watch music videos on repeat and not have any control over what's going to come. I remember watching Avril Lavigne on TV channels, mate. Don't you worry. But skate boy. I was a skate boy. She said to you later, later boy. boy. <laughs> he wasn't enough for her. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Pit Stop. It's Fab. It's Jake. We're here again ahead of the Spa Grand Prix. Yep, the Belgian Grand Prix. It is officially race weekend. You didn't have a poem for us today then. A little musical set intro that you like to do. Oh, now I want to redo the intro. Well, off the top of your head, do you reckon you could do one freestyle? No, no, don't don't know the laps, don't know how many corners, don't know how long the track is. You've got it right there in front of you. I could give it a whirl, but I'm not sure it would be very good. The Belgium Grand Prix. Held 78 times with Michael Schumacher, the most successful driver. Ferrari, the most successful constructor. It's looking to be a rainy weekend with Max Verstappen out front. The McLarens are picking up pace. Oscar Piastri looking strong. Lando Norris is right there on the podium once again. Who will be there this weekend for the Belgium Grand Prix? That's pretty good. That's the best I could give you. That's what Wikipedia's got in front of me. <laughs> uh, I haven't wrote anything. So that's the best I was going to say, it didn't sound like you had handwritten imagine, it, but it was good. Imagine I knew that much. Imagine my knowledge off the top of my head I was able to... There's some people out there that do. I know. The thing is, is I don't know that much information about anything. No. Not just Formula One. Anything in the world. I don't, I don't have that amount in my head. Formula One is probably one of the most complex sports in the world, so there's no way we would be out of know it all. But in today's episode, we'd be giving you our predictions ahead of the Belgium Grand Prix. But before that, there is a few bits of news lurking around silly season Formula One. There has been some news. You got a few bits and bobs I've got as well? a few dodgy sites, yeah, but why don't you hit it off first? Okay. Do you know who Eddie Jordan is? I know who Eddie Jordan is, yeah. Yeah, so for those who don't know, he obviously, Jordan Grand Prix team back in the day, he did some stuff with Top Gear, very famous face. Now plays in a band. Uh, don't have that information? Yep. What band? On the boat at Monaco. Really? I believe every year, Eddie Jordan and his band, I don't know whether he, I think he plays guitar, maybe he sings, I don't know, but he plays at Monaco on one of the yachts. Well, he's come out with a statement, and the second I read it, it really made me think. Have we been completely underestimating something? Oh, go on. Now, Oscar Piastri has been to our flat on our leaderboard. We know how well he's doing for McLaren right now. He's definitely showing the rest of the rookies how it should be done. Very impressive. Eddie Jordan thinks that Oscar Piastri will be the next Red Bull driver. 
with Max Verstappen. The next Red Bull driver. Now, when you really think about it, who manages Oscar Piastri? Mac Webber. Who did Mac Webber drive for? Jordan. And... Did Mark Webber drive for Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> he drove for Red Bull. He drove, he drove for Red Bull. Yeah. There is ties with Red Bull there. You always see Mark Webber at the Wings for Life events. Mark Webber is clearly friends with Christian Horner. Oscar Piastri is quite clearly one of the most exciting young talents. Not only that, we know, they, we know they're not against an Australian driver. They've had Daniel Ricciardo in the seat, and everyone thinks Daniel Ricciardo <laughs> may be, be taking it back. The, oh, we don't, we don't want him to race for us because he's fucking Australian. We know Red Bull wanted Piastri originally. Why? They were one of the teams. Well, when McLaren grabbed him... How do we know this? I don't know Red that. Bull were very interested in signing Piastri as well after Alpine. That was public. Even Horner, Horner and Helmet and everyone said. that everything everyone wanted Piastri. But now, after this statement and reading it and just hearing it from but someone why else... Wouldn't, why wouldn't have Piastri gone to Red Bull then? I don't know if the seat was necessarily open at the time. I don't know whether it was like a driver's seat or like a reserve spot with the potential of maybe getting Probably it. what it you was. You know, McLaren was actually a seat, wasn't it? Which yeah. is... But imagine Oscar Piastri and Max for Schnapples. I don't see it. At least not yet. Well, last episode we were saying Lando and Max, maybe... I had a, a big conversation with someone yesterday. I'm not going to name this person, but they're quite well versed in the F1 world. And I was saying, right, Oscar Piastri, I see him as a bit of a Max Verstappen. And I've said this before on previous pods. Max is so locked in with his racing. He's not trying to focus on any Instagram bullshit mm -hmm. fashion stuff. However, he did just do a sick advert with Heineken. Heineken. That was wicked. Heineken yeah. 0%, one of the coolest adverts I've ever seen. And he comes across as a right dude in yeah, it as well. Yeah, yeah. But Oscar, I'm trying to think of the best way to, to like say this, but the, what I said to this person yesterday in this conversation was he's, he seems very locked in and dialed as well. Yeah. Like you watch him in the, the, like the, cause the teams are trying to get all their drivers to do all these Instagram clips now and they do race reviews and stuff. And Lando will be there having a laugh, having a joke. I love that. But Oscar's just fucking dialed the whole time. Mm. And I said to this person, I said, I feel like Oscar has the potential to be, you know, a world champion, one of the best on the grid, because I feel like he just has that mindset. And the, per the other person said to me, I think, you know, he's just a bit shy. He hasn't come out of his shell yet because he's his first, you know, rookie season. Yeah. But I don't, I don't get that from him. He still has a sense of humor and he still, he still can have a laugh. But the dude is so fucking dialed in now. I think I liken him to Max. One thing I love about Oscar specifically is the way he's been with his girlfriend for a long time. And like, I think they've known each other for a while and they, he obviously has a strong unit away from the racing. I, I do agree with you. After meeting him and after him coming here, he seems like a very locked in, focused guy. And he's clearly got one of the best records ever before getting into Formula One. What was it? F4, F3, F2 champion? Back to back as well, which hasn't been done many times. Other people have done it. Mm. Oscar Piastri is clearly very exciting. Like, what you're seeing a rookie do is, is phenomenal. He's currently sat 11th in the driver's stand and it's 27 points. He's ahead of Gasly, ahead of Albon, ahead of Bottas. You know, these are, these are big names. Mm. And yeah, the McLaren is quick. Who knows how it's going to perform this weekend? They didn't think it was going to be quick last week. Well, they said it wasn't going to be. I think McLaren are here now for the rest of the year. You, you think they're here I to think, stay? I think it's all to play for for McLaren. I honestly do. The, the way that they've you know, brought these upgrades and start. I mean, I've been saying maybe they were withholding upgrades for like Silverstone to have a big bang at Silverstone. I don't know if that's how it works really, mm. but that's the kind of feeling that I, that I got from it. Looking at the constructor standings, 
you got McLaren with 87 points. Ferrari are in front with like pretty much, pretty much double, double yeah. the points. So I don't know how much there is to play for. <laughs> I, but I think McLaren still, will take every point Ferrari. Counts. You think uh, they could? By the end of the season, um, if it stays this way, I mean, I don't actually know what's going on at Ferrari. It doesn't it seem like a long time ago since they fired Benotto. Mate, it seems I like a long... completely forgot about this, it. This sucks to say, being a Ferrari fan, but it's, I feel like it's been a long time since I've even really watched them on, yeah. on track. The well, fight has been with McLaren, you know, Lewis doing bits in the Mercedes. They got so. rid of Benotto, but Benotto was doing better than this last year. Well, Last he managed... year we had loads of Leclerc poles and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, Bonotto turned around a team, you know, to come... Was it second in the championship last year? Was it third? Well, it must have been second, mustn't it? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Either way, he did a blinding job. Speaking of drivers on the grid, right, I wanted to do a little comparison. Okay, I love a comparison. Because the last couple of races, I've seen Hulkenberg... You know, I had a bit of news on Hulkenberg as well, so I'm, I like that we're going to talk about the Hulkmeister. I, I've seen him do all right, mate. I've seen him do okay. Like, I've, he's been one to watch. Maybe it's the hair. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the bleached blonde hair. I don't know. But I remember when Magnussen came back. Yeah. Came back with a bang. Yeah. All right. Everyone was gassed Magnussen was back. You and me, like, maybe had a different perspective on Magnussen because we, we hadn't we watched really him know, race. No. Um, we always saw was fucking Gunther going mad about him slamming the door. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't really know anything about him. So I pulled up their their comparisons here. So Bahrain, right? Uh, 13th for, for Magnussen, 15th for Hulkenberg. Saudi Arabia, 10th for Magnussen, 12th for Hulkenberg. And then it starts to get a bit weird after that. Australia, DNF for Magnussen. Yep. 7th for Hulkenberg. There's only points that he scored uh, all year. Uh... Well, for some reason, apparently, he scored three points in Austria, but then DNF'd. So uh, the, sprint? Could have been a sprint. Must have been a sprint. It's also a sprint this weekend. Must have been a sprint. It is a sprint this weekend. But I'm comparing these these races, mate. And, you know, in the second... Not even in the second. After, like, the last two or three races, Hulkenberg's just... He's been doing all right, man. He's really turned it on, hasn't he? He's really turned it on. And nope. maybe he's a bit of a star driver, like... Take him out the hass and put him in something a little bit better. Well, that's exactly where I wanted to go. I'm glad Uh-oh. you said that. Oh, Yeah, because you're not the only one that thinks that. Ralph Schumacher also agrees with you. Well, I'm not surprised me and a Schumacher have something in common. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'm really happen. not. Similar mindset. Mm. You know, similar <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> you are right. Me and you don't know enough about Hulkenberg. So we are judging off what we see now. But what I can tell you is this year he has got into Q3 on five occasions which is more than Perez. Oh. A Haas driver, Hulkenberg, has been in Q3 five times. So less, more less pressure. than Perez. Less pressure. He's just having fun, I reckon. But if so can, much pressure on Perez, But if man. he can do that five times in a Haas, what could he do in a Red Bull? Well, yeah. Like, what could he do in Perez's car? Now, I'm not saying he should be going to Red Bull. <laughs> I sneezed. Sneezed. I sneezed. <laughs> I'm not saying he should be going to Red Bull. But I tell you where I do think Hulkenberg could really work. Williams. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Same. With Albon. Same. Because that car has got speed, and Alex Albon is an all-round driver. He clearly knows what he's doing. He's, he is really exciting. I actually can't wait to see what Alex does with his career. But I reckon if you put Hulkenberg in that other car, Williams would get some serious points. But then what happens with Logue Sarge? <sighs> Do you know, it's tough because... Especially after losing Nick with, you know, zero points. You, you do think, like, you should give these rookies more time. But it makes it really difficult 
to put an argument out there when their one driver in the team is like doing so well. You know what I mean? Like when when Albon is, I know I know Williams only have eleven points, but for Williams that's better than they had like zero, like last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Williams are on this upwards curve, as we know. They've got James Vowles in there. The team does look really exciting. I'm sure that. I don't even know if they're going to be very happy with Logan here. Maybe they expected more? Well, Logan Sargent scored no points this year. However, Silverstone, 11th. Austria, 13th. And Bahrain, first race of the year, 12th. Mm-hmm. The rest hasn't been great. Miami, he came 20th, which is a shame because mm. he's from the States. But you can't really judge any of this shit off of the standings because of the car. You actually can't. And... Then it becomes a shame because I feel like one of the reasons the sprint shootout was put in, I mean, obviously it was put in for fans entertainment. So people enjoyed it all over the world. But at the same time, as we know, a lot of the teams and people at the teams don't necessarily like the sprints because it's not even, isn't it the top eight that get points in the sprints? Yes. Yeah. So it doesn't even matter if you come 10th in a sprint. Mm. And most of these teams are lucky to ever get into the top 10. So they're putting out a car that if they crash is going to cost them millions of pounds and all this process to get a car out for a sprint for pretty much nothing in return. I honestly think if Max, when Max wins the championship this year, next year, I I would love to see a reverse grid for the sprint. I really would. I Mm. really would. It would be absolute chaos. Yeah. To see the top teams battling through the field. Why you've got, you know, fucking Logan Sarge out in first. That's what I'm saying. And everyone says that you can't because the cars aren't the same. But for me, that is exactly why I want to do it. I want to see the Red Bull have to come from the back, you know? Because he's going to be able to do it. Like everyone knows, been doing if, it for the last two or three races. Max will probably win every sprint whether he starts 11th or not. And yeah, that is true. Perez has become used to coming through the pack from the back. I don't know why they don't reverse the sprint. Unless we're missing... Please do message on Instagram at Pitstop. What are we missing other than the fact that the cars are different? Why couldn't it be a reverse grid? Speaking of speed... Speed? Speaking of speed, qualifying in Hungary equaled the closest top 10 in F1 history. What, between all 10 cars? Would you like me to elaborate? Please do explain a little bit more. The gap between Hamilton on pole in Hungary and Hulkenberg in P10, mm-hmm. speaking of Hulkenberg, was 0.577 seconds. Okay. This has never been beaten. But That's, it has that seems low between 1 and 10. But it has been equaled. The gap between Barrichello on pole driving for Ferrari and Alonso in P10 in Brazil in 2003 was the same, 0.577 seconds. Wow. Now that is strange. That is really strange. That is the same. Is almost the same as the fa- was it the fastest pit? Who got it last weekend? Red Bull got it last weekend, and it was a what one one nine, I believe one point nine one nine what? Uh, it just came out. I don't actually have it in front. I of me. I thought yet. it was a one point nine eight again. I believe it was the quickest of the season, but I don't have it in front of was me. Was it Ferrari that had the one point nine eight? Uh, McLaren. Uh, <laughs> Callum was literally talking about it when he was on the pod. Oh, yeah, Ferrari had the quickest pit stop, and then Red Bull wanted to beat it, but now they've got it back. Yeah. So, yeah, it must have been Ferrari that had it. Notice how it was Perez's team again. Yeah. I swear it was Perez last time they had the fastest fastest pit. But the teams that do the pits are shared. No. Yeah. Like, there isn't, like, one team that ran out the garage for Checo and one team that ran out the garage for Max. The, the, The assigned pit crew for Red Bull do both cars. You see Cal do Max's and Checo's car. 
Really? Yeah, Cal does both. Really? There isn't two separate pit teams. So then what do the other pit crew do? Because they don't have like two... When you think about it, the actual pit thing is like directly in the middle of both garages, isn't it? When the cars come in and they say they're double stacked, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, They'd be in the middle waiting and the same people would take the wheels off. Boom, boom. A whole other team doesn't run out. So then that means that... Well, I could be wrong there, but when I think about it, it must be like that, mustn't it? There Maybe it's some teams. from Checo's team and some from Max's team, but then that would mean that the rest of the... Because that's double duties. You know, as we know, Callum is senior power unit technician, Yeah. but he's also part of the pit crew, rear left, uh-huh. I believe. Rear left tyre. He must get paid more than the rest of the pit crew who don't do the pit. Well, you'd assume so. You would bloody assume so. Well, yeah, I, I would... Maybe there is two pit crews, but when they do double stat, you don't see the team that do one car run in, do you? And then another team runs out and does the other car. No. That team would do both cars. That's true, yeah. It must be shared between the garages. How do you reckon they, they do it? Do you reckon they just pick someone or do you reckon Red Bull have like... You know how when you go to the F1 races yeah. and you're in the fan zone and they've got the... the I, I was thinking uh, it's like the time trials do you, reckon they, do you reckon they like test everyone? I reckon there's like... I don't know. When you like join a garage at any team, I wonder whether some people probably go in wanting to do that, and some people people probably go in thinking that is the last thing I ever want to do because not everyone in the garage does that. You know, I, I, I would want to do it. You'd want that high pressure. Yeah. See, I think personally, I would stay as far away from it as possible because I believe that I could do it, and I believe I could do it quick. But I just know that when it comes down to that one day that is like one point, I'd be the fucker to not tighten the bolt enough. And it would just be my, like that pressure. I don't know whether I'd want that on me. But then where does that pressure really come from? If you're, you know, if you're not doing that, you've got, you've got all weekend or whatever, unless, you know, someone crashes in practice or quality and you've got a race to fix the car before the race. Like where else does that kind of fast pace pressure come from? If you're part of the pit. I, I would want to do that. I'd want to feel the energy. I guess, yeah, for them, that's almost their race, right? For, mm. the, for the pit crew, that is, they're there to do that. And they make the race, ultimately. And as, it was it, what Red Bull do with the pits, and McLaren have been really quick recently. It is unbelievably impressive. I, I mean, feel like... Because they said it was going to get slower, didn't they? With the new regs and everything. And then yeah. to see Red Bull go and whack a 1-9, you're thinking, blimey. I feel like everyone's just stepped their game up in the sport in general, to be honest. Um, and speaking of money, I found a list of the top 10 highest paid athletes in the world. Really? What yeah. is it? All sports? Yeah. Well, it's pretty much. Well, this would have been fun if it was span round because I'd have loved to have done this with you. Well, it's pretty much all football players. <laughs> well, who's who's um uh number one? Number one, as you. Could, How recent is it? This is this just come out. Okay. Who do you think's number one? Um, God. Well, it's probably about to be Kylian Mbappe. About to be, but not yet. Not yet. Um, I don't know. Pretty Ronaldo right yeah, now. Yeah, it's uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo gets. 173 million a year mate yeah which is ridiculous that's a lot and the only f1 driver on here who who would you think that is well everyone says that lewis earns more than max but i reckon like max probably earns more than lewis now i would have thought it would have been lewis too who is it it's max yeah no it because what did some i'm pretty sure that max had an unbelievable wage hike after winning that first one Probably why he's got that simulator in his private jet. In his private Although jet. Although we've been told that that's not true. We have been told that that's Apparently not true. Apparently that's fake. But so he's, now I don't know who to believe. He's eighth on this list. It, I reckon the, the wages will just keep flying. I still think Formula One wages are low. like compared 44 to million. Which is funny because it's Lewis's number. 
Oh, yeah. 44 mil in a year. And he's also, at the moment, on 44 wins, I believe. So if he never won another one. 44 million a year, bro. Like, any person in the whole world would be happy with 44 million in a lifetime. Mate. Anyone would be happy with 4 million in a lifetime. If you could sign a contract when you're born to earn 44 million pound in your lifetime, 99.9%, even more than that, would sign it. That Mm. is so much money. 44 million pounds. I saw some guy on on the old Instagram reels the other day, looked straight down the barrel of the camera and said, if someone offered you 10 million pounds mm. tomorrow, no, right now, but you don't wake up tomorrow, would you take it? Well, no, because you don't wake up tomorrow. Exactly. He says, that's why you should value your, your life. life. You should value every single day yep. because your life you think tomorrow, this is not just the whole of your life, but you think tomorrow is worth more than 10 million. If you figure out how many days that you have left on this planet, 365 in a year, even if you were to live for another 10 years, 365,000 days, that's wrong. <laughs> that's 3,650 <laughs> days for 10 million. You still wouldn't take it. My, mate, I, all I want to say now is I feel unbelievably motivated. So one day in your life is worth more than any amount of money. Mm-hmm. So go out and fucking do what you need to do to get where you want to be, is what I say. Yeah, that right? was that A was bit special. of motivational chat. On a, if you're listening on a Thursday morning, going to work, and you think, I don't like my job, I hate this. Mate, you don't know how long you've got here. Change that shit now. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't quit your job because Fab from Pit Stop told you to, but just realise, put everything into perspective and realise what you have, what you want, and how you want to get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Might be a bit morbid, but if you could find out when you're going to die, would you want it? Yeah. I always think this, because there's that show, isn't there, where it's the countdown on the app, and it's like, do, 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 it's a timer. It's like What's this, that? There's this TV show I've seen it where it like, shows you, it's fake, obviously, it's not real. Well, it reminds me of the old Nickelback music video, Saving Me. And the video is this guy walking the streets and he's really confused and everyone's got a massive number above their head and it's ticking down, ticking oh, really? down, ticking down. And then right at the end of the video, he sees someone that has like, you know, pretty much no numbers left and he looks up and there's something falling from the sky, like a piece of concrete falling off a building mm-hmm. and he grabs this woman, he takes her to the side, saves her life because he could see the numbers ticking down above her head. But other people couldn't. No, they can't see. No one else could see it. He's the only guy who could see it. So someone listening will know exactly what you're on about. I, missed, I don't have a clue. I miss the day. Yeah, hopefully if like someone like Mike's listening, he'll remember that Shout shit. Out, but Mike. I miss the days where we spoke about this recently, or I spoke about it with someone, where music videos had budget. Because that video was so sick. All of Nickelback's old video. I'm not a Nickelback fanboy, but some of their tunes are bangers back in the day. But their music videos were so good. What has changed? Because now they're all done by like via green screen or done in like one. But there's room. no money in it. There's no money in it. Is that all? Is that what's happened? Well, because CDs, because you don't buy a CD anymore. Well, for me, it's more music channels. Like I don't know whether you did this, but as a kid, every day for me, I literally would come home from yeah, school MTV, like, and it would be like Scars, Kerrang, fucking all these different music channels, and I would just sit there. And it's strange to me now. To, to think that I would sit and watch the TV and just watch music videos on repeat and not have any control over what's going to come. I remember watching Avril Lavigne on TV channels, mate. Don't you worry. But skater boy. I was a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. boy. He wasn't <laughs> enough for her. 
but you know with youtube and now you can go on and select whatever you want to watch these days and the thought of just not knowing that was kind of the beauty of it was like you weren't you weren't sure what was going to come on next and if it was one of your favorite yeah, yeah. songs or favorite video but you could text in so some of the TV channels you could text in and request a song, yeah, or you, you could, could send in your picture. picture yeah, you, you could, could be SMS there. in a picture. I did that once. I used to do it with my mates, and you'd see it come up in It'd the corner of the It'd always be like three pixels. Yeah, it'd be so blurry. Johnny Herbert. Yeah, that's right. I've got your attention now, haven't he I? Came on our pod. Someone who's come on our show, been to our flat. This is a Johnny Herbert quote. Uh oh. <laughs> Max is going to be better than Lewis Hamilton. Thought straight off the bat. Um, if the relationship continues with Red Bull, then yeah, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, could there be a falling out? Maybe. Like two, forgive forgive my pun here, but two yeah. bulls, two bulls butting heads. I like it a lot. You know what I mean? Him and Helmet Marco yeah. settle it in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if he stays with Red Bull and, and Red Bull continue their form, which I don't see why they wouldn't, then yeah. However, I do think that Mercedes could... I have said this. I do think Mercedes could be fucking firing next year. Mm-hmm. So Red Bull could have some more pressure on them. But yeah, I think he could be better than Lewis. I also think it's an involvement thing. Like, it's always going to happen. Like, there's always going to be someone that comes and is better because they've watched other people do it. That It's just the way time moves. Like, someone will always become better than someone else. Like, because mm. you have someone to focus your whole life on. Um, it's really hard... To, to put it into any other way in sports or try and explain it. But like, I guess like in, in football terms, everyone loves Ronaldo and Messi and they were always the best ever. But now we have Erling Haaland and Kylian Mbappe who are both going to smash every record they've ever set yeah. probably. And it's all about perspective because yeah. I, don't, I don't watch football and to me, still the greatest player in the world is Ronaldinho. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That, that's arguably true. Like, he is a ghost. It's not arguable, mate. It's fact. <laughs> he is a good But player. it is all about perspective because, you know, for the whole of last year, you never understood why I kept going on about Alonso. But I had Alonso on a pedestal because of when I used to watch it with my dad. Mm. The same thing now. You know, you and me see Max as a world champion and we haven't really seen anyone else be world champion. Yeah. But from my dad's eyes, my dad will just see Max as another guy who's come out of nowhere and absolutely killed him. And my dad has seen many Formula One drivers do that. It's interesting that as soon as I asked you that, you said if he maintains a relationship with Red Bull, mm. because I always think of Formula One as a bit more of a solo sport, but it really is a it's complete really team sport, isn't it? Like your team has to win because ultimately they provide the car. Like when you compare it to something like tennis, they go out on that court with a racket and a ball and there's no one doing anything for them. If yeah. they either win or lose. Yeah. But in Formula One, realistically, like obviously I'm not saying this is true, but you could have a driver that is not the best but in the best car and they could win seven world championships and then they'd be known as the best driver of all time but that would be a team effort Mm. um which makes it really interesting so you are right he does i think i don't think max is going anywhere i think he could literally tell red bull to do anything he could say pick up the milton Keynes factory move it to monaco or i'm leaving and i guarantee (laughs) they would they'd put it on a helicopter and fly it straight over Breaking news. McLaren reveal spectacular AI designed livery in a world's first. Okay, uh, that was really breaking, but I didn't understand any of what you just said. (laughs) McLaren have designed a livery for their Formula E car with Neom, who are their main sponsor. Mr. Jake Hughes will be racing with that then. He will be, who is currently 12th in the standings. Smashing it. And they're in London this weekend. And his teammate 13th. Literally outside. Yeah, if you walk outside our flat, guys, which hopefully you don't, um, (laughs) but there is all the Formula Formula E banners up sorry all the dhl branding and stuff but yeah they've uh, this is a world's first mate they've used ai 
to design a livery. And I'm looking at it now, and I will show you a picture once Twitter loads. I mean, what, what is the point? And I don't mean that in a bad way, but what does this mean for the future? Does mm-hmm. it mean people... Does it mean artists are now going to be put out of a job because a computer can go, a computer can go, blah, 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 and just make a, a livery? So I've got a thought for you that's quite scary, which is similar to AI. You know how McLaren introduced that thing a couple of years ago, or a year ago or so, like a couple of months ago, where the screen keeps changing and the sponsors change on the car? Yeah. It's going to get to the point where the car, sorry, say for example, we're watching here in London, and say for example, our friend is watching in America and we're texting each other, it will get to the point where the car they're watching on TV will have different sponsors on it to the car we're watching here. Yeah. Because they'll do American branded sponsors for the States and English branded here. Then how does that work? With AI, you could do it. How? If you track the car and just literally it's all done in graphics, like constant stop motion. Like for example, almost as if the whole car was a green screen. Digitally. Imagine the whole car was a green screen and Mm. it was like live. But you could do it with digital logos as well. There'll be a way to do that. Anything's possible, man. That's where I think it will go, though. I mean, the world... Which is scary. The world is just going towards robots. And I think, you know, you watch all the old movies and stuff and, oh, robots are going to take over the world and you've got these big fucking transformer-looking mm. things with, like, guns and bazookas blowing shit up. <laughs> of course, that's a robot, but that's not, you know, that's not the way it's going to go. It's going to be... A, it's still going to be... A, it's going to be a, a computer chip like mm-hmm. this, which can just do stuff for you. And this is me thinking, this is just Fab's, how the, the way Fab's mind works, but it's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be amazing because as human beings, we are so smart and we can do stuff which robots can't do. I won't say never do because mm-hmm. I do believe that robots will eventually be able to do whatever they want. But if we as humans can stop focusing on BS tasks like, and I don't want to out any farmers here, but like picking crops... If a robot can do a, a, a simple task as picking a carrot out of the ground, they probably already do do it. And they'd be like, oh no, because all the farmers are going to go out of business. But you're thinking too much on a small scale. Think like 100, 200, 300 years from mm-hmm. now. Humans will have so much more time to invest and to do whatever they want. If robots are doing all the, all the shitty tasks, you know, someone serving you in a shop mm-hmm. like we need people to do that right now we do we need people to serve you in a shop but we've got self-checkouts mm-hmm. eventually we don't need people working in shops and stacking shelves well, amazon have done it now exactly the first shop where you can walk in and it just like i haven't been in one yet but if you have your phone like on amazon you just load your basket walk out it charges you no amazon we have account. been in one did we we went in one we didn't buy anything but we we were somewhere we were in a shopping center somewhere it's was it cra- stratford i can't remember I mean, the involvement of like robot, let's try and put it into Formula One. Like, how do you see whether it's 50, whether it's 100? Because I'm thinking straight away, like a car could pull in for a pit stop. And you've almost got four robots there that just yeah. like, the fastest pit, the pit stop would be done at like 0.1, wouldn't it? The car well, would, it would just be instant. Maybe it would not, never be wrong. Maybe not Formula One. And maybe a lot of people will hate me for saying this, but there, you know, there could be a separate championship one year when it's, it's not about the driver. All the cars are driven like a Tesla. They drive themselves and it's purely about the manufacturer and the team and the people who build the car. Who can build the fastest, the fastest car? car? Yeah. 
And who and and e, you know every single it could be like an en- engine manufacturer mm-hmm. where like you know Honda are supplying Red Bull and a couple others, or or, for, or sorry like Red Bull are supplying their own engine, but they also oh, yeah. give it to Aston Martin and, and whatever WPT. else. Yeah, that could be the same with like the AI. So like, how smart is your computer when it comes to overtaking? Is your car good at overtaking? Have you programmed the car to to be amazing? Imagine that. It that would be interesting. Really to see could, I can see why every car, every team on the grid, really does need their own engine. Like for me, it seems strange that Aston Martin have a Mercedes engine. Like, and I, and I get it, like because they don't necessarily make their own. Well, but, but in my eyes, Aston Martin make cars, no? So why don't they have an Aston Martin engine? Like, do they just not make an Aston Martin F1 race engine? And like, I get why Red Bull were doing it because they've made the RBPT. They'll be able to give it to AlphaTauri, the new team. Building an re-branded. engine is different kettle of fish. It can't be easy. Different kettle of fish, man. I think I think a lot of these teams don't have the resources to make it. You know, do Williams have the resources to make a a, a competitive engine? I just think it's the Who's only way to using? really get ahead. I'm not sure. Oh, it's probably Mercedes, right? Because it's yeah. their jun- the junior team. Yeah. I, but I just think you do need you need everything to be yours to be able to because you just said there. I you said there a cup championship where it was about who has the fastest car. Which brand could produce the fastest car? Yeah. But realistically, that kind of is what F1 is meant to be, right? Like Ferrari versus McLaren. But I know not every team is a car brand. But it is kind of meant to be that. But you have certain teams taking engines from other teams. And it's like, well, you're not actually driving your brand's engine. We've got four manufa- engine manufacturers on the grid. So the RBPT powertrain, mm-hmm. the, the, the RB powertrain, the Red Bull powertrain, it's still... It's still with Honda. Yeah. It's still called a Honda RBPT. You've got Mercedes. You've got Ferrari. And what's the last one? I think, is it an Alpine? Mm-mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, snap! <laughs> Don't know. It's Renault. Renault. I was going to say Renault. So Renault are the only team, or the only engine manufacturer on the grid who haven't actually got a team. Mm-hmm. Even though, what, Renault became, who is it, Alfa Romeo? Alpine? Or Alpine, sorry. Yeah. We could be really wrong here. No, that's wrong. It's, just... it's wrong. It's no. It's Alfa Romeo because they're part of the Sauber Group. Yeah, but we know that Alfa Romeo are going, don't we? They're being replaced by Porsche, or is it Audi? <laughs> cool. We've really fallen down a hole. Speculation. But I know we're talking about 2026 anyway, and I have I have the 2026 something in front of me here. Um, something. You have something. I don't well, know what it's it is. Been announced that the gearboxes from 2026 are going to have six gears, not eight. What? Yeah. No. This is this is proper breaking news, by no. the way. Yeah. Are you joking? Same as the F2 cars. The cars will use 30, 30 kilograms of fuel and the rest will be electric power. Bro, hang on. That's nuts. Six gears. Yeah. Where are you reading that? Well. <laughs> and you have a go at a fan no, for dodgy no, sites. This one is accurate, I think. <laughs> this is not how, what we can this hear one when you're This one is accurate, I, I think. think. <laughs> <laughs> and the wheelbase will be shortened by 30 centimetres, which okay. is a win-win for everyone. Hang on, 30 centimetres? Mm. That's a lot. We all know how big a 30 centimetre ruler is from school, primary school. That's a lot. Mm. That's a fair amount. For 2026, so the cars are getting smaller again. Yeah, the wheelbase. Holy shit. That's amazing for Monaco. I mean, I, I kind of want to celebrate as well, but now you've made me worry about how accurate my, my source is. Did you know <laughs> no. that a Formula One car is five and a half meters long? 
they're ridiculously big. And did you know that five F1 cars is the equivalent weight of an elephant? And I know exactly where you saw that yeah. on the F1 Genius Sky Sports mm, graphic. Yeah, I did indeed. Yeah. I've actually seen a load of clips come out from F1 Genius because we didn't watch that stream. So I've seen a load of clips come out since it. And they actually did do an unbelievable job. They did. Like, I, I, have, I have to say, mm. massive shout out to all the presenters, Harry Benjamin, everyone, all the kids. Mm. And it was jokes because they radioed into Christian at one point. Have you seen that clip? No. They, all the kids are sat there with Harry Benjamin and Harry's like, Christian, we've got, the, um, we've got the juniors here with some questions for you and it's mid-race. And Christian's just like, can we do this again in like 10 laps or something? It puts it down. Because oh, <laughs> there is in the really? middle of like trying to get Perez through the field. That's fair and enough. And you could tell that you, oh, of course. That yeah. That's the stress, man. I mean, you got to think there's a lot of people on the pit wall and garages that don't like speaking to the TV and that like during I think Christian is I mean Christian loves it anyway but he is good at it like fair play he does he does get involved with all the media and that is what makes it better for us at home yeah so Lance Stroll has been hailed as being the greatest pay driver, pay driver. I knew you were going to say that in Formula 1 ex-Ferrari team manager um I mean, yeah, he's in a competitive car now. He's doing, he's doing pretty well. He's so he doesn't get paid a dime to be an F one. I don't think he needs it, mate. I, don't, I, I, to be honest with you, especially Lance, I don't think he needs to be paid anything. I guess not. He's yeah. probably got enough money in his own bank to pay for his seat. <laughs> you know Dad's what I mean? Rolling in it, isn't he? Yeah. But that's just an interesting one to watch. But it's not even worth talking about because no matter what we say, he's not going anywhere. Like it's almost fun to speculate because it'd be like you'd love mm. to see Alonso with someone, but it's just never going to happen. I, I think if we did see Hulkenberg move from Haas, though. And if he did go to Williams, it would open up a half seat, which would be quite exciting. But I'm not really sure. That would get me off my horse. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) Maybe that would be Liam Lawson going in. I don't know. Apparently, Liam Lawson has been taken to replace Ricardo's spot now. Because obviously Ricardo was a reserve driver, right? So now apparently I don't well, know too much about Liam, but well, Liam I, already I, was because he has good. drove a few tests. Yeah, in the F1 car. Looking forward to Spa. It is a sprint weekend mm. this weekend, which is going to be exciting. Um, it looks wet. It's yeah, gonna be, looks at the moment ninety percent chance of rain. When on the, on the on the on quali on Friday and Saturday, Sunday a bit drier, fifty percent. So Saturday, as it's a sprint sprint weekend, there is going to be a race on and. If it's raining, we know this track can be a bit treacherous when it comes to water on the track. So, oh. It's just the spray. Let's see what happens. The spray is ridiculous. How can you combat that? <sighs> you diffusers, can't really? Diffusers. What's that? Diffuser. You know how on, let's say, for instance, a Land Rover, mm. they have those mud flaps. So when in, so the water the can't the splay wheel. up. So the, yeah, so the the mud can't splay, can't spurt up on the back of the car, whatever. I wonder if there is a way, and it might affect aero. But I mean, if it's down to health and safety, then they they should do it. Whether they could have some sort of, I don't know if diffuser is the right word, but a piece of carbon fiber at the back of the wheel, which shoots it outwards. Rather It'd have than back. to be outwards, wouldn't it? Because I'm just thinking, if it was a normal flap and it stopped it from shooting up. The water would just fall down, which means it would mm. soak the line. But your, then, if the, the racing line would just always be soaked. But then, if you're overtaking someone in the rain and you've got, you're going to get a massive face of water as you go There's past like no them. There's no way to really combat it, is there? There must be some way. But I don't know how they. We've seen the videos of people driving when it's in spray, and the, the videos, especially, and there was one in Austria that we watched together. You showed me. It. I can't remember who it was. 
there's a highlight when he's going up the outside of the um, round turn one and on that long straight in Austria and it's soaking all the spray yeah. and he goes up the right outside towards that corner well Brad Benavides was talking about it last night on his TikTok live he yeah. was saying when he was racing in Monza he couldn't see a damn thing couldn't see anything bro mate if I couldn't see anything I'm just parking up but then that's dangerous. That's even that's dangerous because yeah. no one can see. You've got to keep going. Like that's the scary thing. Even if you can't see anything, you have to keep going at the speed you're going because someone behind you won't know that you're not going the speed you are. Mm. Ultimately, like driving in any condition where it's spray is so dangerous. It's terrifying. I, I whenever I try and race on the F122 game in the rain, it it doesn't. It is not possible. And that's a game, mate. It's not possible. <laughs> that's just a game. <laughs> Judgment's still a game. Big weekend in Formula 2. Big weekend, because Frederick Vesti and Terry Porsche are very, very close now. There is 11 points between them, with mm. only four races left. Four races. I'm interested to see who's going to win Formula 2. Our boy, Oli Berman, 94 points. A little bit, little bit behind, but still time. Is F2 racing in uh, Vegas this year? F2 is not racing in Vegas. We've got Spa, Zandvoort, Monza, and Yaz Island. Okay. Abu Dhabi. I would, I would, oh, I would love to be at uh, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, Abu Dhabi would be special. That would be so special. Vegas a isn't night ready race. yet. Is it a night race? I don't know. I know that is. Vegas is definitely not ready yet. The oh. pictures that are coming out of it—they're still like doing all the roads and that. And mm. I mean, fair play. It's not easy to do that in Vegas, is it? But no, it's ridiculous. But it's gonna be a good race. It, yeah, and also, big weekend in Formula 3. I know not many of our listeners, or we don't usually speak about F3, but we had Gabby on, and as we know, as we know he's winning Formula 3. Two races left. If he wins this weekend or picks up a certain amount of points, he will be F3 champion. So if you have spare time this weekend, watch the F3, get behind Gabby because he's currently 43 points clear. He will win the championship with a good race weekend, which did, is massive. Did Oli Berman win F3? Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Yeah. So that means we'd have two F3 champions at least, Gabby and Oli on our leaderboard. Felipe Dragovic, did he win F3? I'm not sure, but he won F2. Oscar Piastri won F2. Felipe Dragovic is someone I don't want to get lost. Like, you know when someone wins F2, it's everywhere. It's all over, you know, F2, F1, collabos, pictures yeah. everywhere. Dragovic, champion, champion. I know he does do a lot at Aston Martin and you see him a lot, but... This guy wants to be racing. Mm. It's it's always a hard one because you, you look at their Instagram and they're always up there at the race weekend. They're always in the garage, but that's not what they want to be doing. Like, it's tough. Yeah, he might enjoy being a reserve driver knowing he can jump in a couple of times a year and do a couple of P1 sessions. But It's good to know that he's still busy because he's still going to all the races of Aston. So at least he's, he's, he's getting about a bit and, and living life. How long do you leave it? How long are you happy to just sit on the sideline? And this, go. This will be the first year, right? The, the thing is, I know there's people will be saying, sat there right now listening, thinking there's people that have been reserves for years and years and haven't got a chance yet. He's been there for a year. Antonio Giovinazzi. But then how? But how long do you leave it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I would have a massive FOMO. But then if I wasn't in and around the F1 paddock, and I was doing other racing, you've you've pretty much signed yourself off mm. forever. Apart from Nick De Vries, who. Went to Formula E and then came back to came to Formula One, which was impressive. I don't think that happens very often, though. I think Dragovic is too nice, though, isn't he? He's Dragovic needs to put his foot down and he say, "Get good, me in that fucking nice car!" Guy, like yeah. he's so nice that, like, I reckon he'd just be like, "Okay, mate, okay, mate." Well, you never know; something could happen this weekend, and we may see Felipe Dragovic racing in Belgium. I would love to see Felipe Dragovic yeah, racing. Too. Let's hope. Let's give our predictions. 
We've not been great. However, I did get Daniel Ricciardo 13th, so maybe I'll predict another. Let's do that first. Where's Daniel Ricciardo? Predict, predicted the laps for uh, the, the, the pits. Yeah, yeah, she didn't listen there. Daniel Ricciardo in Spa comes a comfortable. Nah. Oh, I think it's bad news. I think Don't it's bad say news it. for Ricardo. I do. I'm Don't gonna, drop a Dunifer. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say fifteenth. Okay, at least it's not a Dunifer. Um. Oh God. See, I want it to be higher, but it's just the car. It really is the car, and it's also he's only just come back, and he's come back at a time where a lot of people were in the rhythm. I'm gonna put him seventeenth. And it might even be 17th as a DNF. Well, Alpha Tower are using the Red Bull engine. I don't think it's going to be his fault. I don't know. I, mm. I don't know. I want it to be higher. I'd love to say first. I just... I it's what know. the crystal ball tells me. I got it right last week with 13th. I have to stay, say I it. There's, there's everything to play for this weekend. In third... I'd put Alonso. <laughs> God, are you ever going to take him off the podium? The geezer's literally... No, mate. He lied to all of us. He said podiums for every race for the rest of the season. That was a lie. When are you going to accept that your favourite driver lied? He did not lie. <laughs> he did not lie. I He was just misinformed. And it's not his fault. It's the car's fault. Uh, Mikey Brown, step it up. <laughs> um, I put Alonso third, mate. Yeah, I do. I'm going Oscar Piastri third. I think that podium, it's it's got to be time now. Mm. Definitely. Um I put I put Lando second, and then I'm yeah I'll go Lando second as well, and Max first, and Max first. Yeah, maybe we should start doing our predictions. Like first is second. Do you get me? Max is one anyway, so we might as well just do a podium that's not involving Max. Oh, I've got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, if we did that, who's coming fourth? I'd probably say Hamilton. Oscar. You'll say him fourth. I would love to see Oscar on the podium. On the podium, it would be really special to see Oscar on the podium. Mm. He's he deserves it. He's absolutely smashed it. It's it's incredible. To you watch don't get it. a neck that size for coming fourth. You know what I mean? No. And if you go and watch our video with him on our YouTube, look at his neck there. Isn't that big? He's he's grown that neck yeah. like in time to get in that car. Do you reckon his head feels lighter? Um, I don't know. I haven't got a big neck. Maybe we should start training. Shall we? <laughs> let's make. Actually, we might be doing some neck challenges soon. We will be doing some I neck don't challenges want to soon. Get my way guys thank you so much for listening to the pit stop podcast please rate it five stars hit the follow button the like button we'll be back on monday morning for our after race review hope everyone enjoys the sprint weekend don't forget qualifying is on friday i know a lot of people are at work not necessarily ideal but it's probably going to be a wet weekend. It's going to be an interesting one. Pull a sickie. Tell your boss you need to go on lunch break. Do something, but just make sure you don't miss it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> God, I used to pull so many at school. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Pit Stop Podcast, and we'll see you guys on Monday. Goodbye. Signing out. <laughs>